Music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, it's Kelly, and joining us on the show this week is a young artist from British Columbia by the name of Cassiopeia, who recently appeared on the hit CTV show, The Launch. We also welcome another artist from BC, Andrew Allen, who has started a new side project called Via Barcelonia that taps into a more joyful side of music. We've got new music for you as well from Fitz and the Tantrums, Lauv and Troy Savan, and Susan McNeil. But first, let's chat with up-and-coming pop artist Cassiopeia, whose first single called Better was written by One Republic's Ryan Tedder. Cassiopeia, thank you so much for joining us on The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you on the show. I made no secret that I kind of stalked you on Instagram and messaged you because uh, yes. when I heard the song uh, on the radio station that I work for and, and knew I was going to play the song, I immediately fell in love with it. It's amazing. So first of all, the your vocals are like, I guess I would say hunting. Like they're hunting and they're awesome. <laughs> and then the, the instrumentation is fantastic. And of course, uh, knowing that Ryan Tedder uh, had a big hand in the song, Everyone knows he's a, he's just mm-hmm. a, you know a genius. So it was very easy yeah. for me to latch onto this. But I'm going to take you back before we start talking about the song and your experience on the launch. When did you actually get into mm-hmm. music? Well, I've always loved to sing and dance ever since I was little. But I composed and wrote my first song when I was nine years old. And my aha moment for music was when I was ten, and it was when my mom bought me Taylor Swift's Red album. And knowing that Taylor Swift was signed with Big Machine and Scott Borchetta is actually the executive producer on that album. This has really come full circle because that was my moment where I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. That is amazing. Is Taylor Swift mm-hmm. your spirit animal artist? Uh, she's, she's definitely influence and uh, inspiration, but there are many different artists from different genres that influence me for songwriting. Uh, one would be Vance Joy and George Ezra and Nora Jones, but also for creative expression, my inspirations would be David Bowie and Prince and Madonna and Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, definitely for performance aspect. So I definitely have a lot of inspirations for my music, but I definitely stay true to myself and to my artistry. So you just went up 10 points by the fact that you uh, mentioned Janet Jackson, because everyone that listens to my show knows that I am a massive Janet Jackson fan. So this is awesome. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to have to listen to some back episodes because I am. Yes, I definitely Yeah. Uh, we've basically had everybody on the show except for her. So we've had her producers on the show. Oh. We've had her dancers. We've had her choreographers. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely have to go back and, and take a listen because uh, I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of Janet. And so I love that, especially yeah. because you're under the age of 20. So I love that, that you um, have a love for artists who are not of, of your generation. Mm-hmm. My parents definitely intru- always introduced me to different artists and genres. I can remember my dad when I was little, he was showing me people like The Clash and Iggy Pop. So there's definitely rock genres that are definitely influenced. And my mom, she was the one who introduced me to Janet and Michael and Bowie. She's like, she loves that type of music. So having parents with different types of music taste really has shaped my artistry to something that's pretty cool because all of the genres that I love, like I've made all the genres into my own and put it into my own artistry. Let's talk about instruments. I know you play the guitar. Do you play other things? Mm-hmm. I play five instruments, actually. That's so a lot. Guitar is my main instrument. Okay. And then I also play piano, bass, drums, and also ukulele. 
Oh wow, that's amazing! You know what's funny is I've I've now in the in the last little while I've I've had like a bunch of artists tell me they play the ukulele, which I just think is amazing because it's not something I would mm-hmm. ever think would be or becoming mainstream, but I think it's awesome. And so, mm-hmm. guitar is your main instrument. Do mm-hmm. you always write to that, or do you use other instruments to write to as well, so you don't get stuck in a in a rut? I normally write with my guitar, but and but I also write and compose with piano as well. If it's more of a ballad, I'll definitely compose with a piano to get that emotion out. But for the most part, it always starts with a guitar. Do you consider yourself a songwriter first, or are you a performer first, or do you consider those one and the same? I would consider myself a composer first, and then a songwriter, and then performer. They're all different types of aspects, but I love them all equally. Hanging out with us on The Kelly Alexander Show is recording artist Cassiopeia. Make sure you follow her on her social media at my name is Cassiopeia. And if you're on Twitter, it's at at Cassiopeia. So make sure to check her out. So let's chat about CTV's The Launch. How did you hear about it? Yeah. Uh, and, and how did you decide to audition? I can remember actually watching the show last season and seeing Logan Stats perform. And I was sitting in my recliner, where I am right now, actually, and I turned to my mom and I said, that could be me next year. And immediately when I saw the auditions come across my computer screen, I knew that I had to audition 100%. There was no doubt that I knew that I wanted to do that. And so I sent in my audition tape past 12 midnight. Our neighbors were going through some construction, so it was very noisy. And I didn't know when I was able to film for the audition. But I sent it in, and here I am now, the launch artist. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, uh, explain us, or or actually, we have a lot of people that listen from uh, the States and also from around the world. So for people who haven't seen the launch, can you give a brief synopsis of what the show's about? The launch, it's, it's a music TV show, but with a complete fresh new take on a reality music show. It's different than The Voice because you go into the audition room and you audition for three music moguls. And then you, uh, out of five artists, two get chosen to record a hit song written by a producer. And then you go into the recording studio and you have 48 hours to record it and perform it live in front of an audience. And then one ends up getting launched worldwide. And it's an incredible show. And my episode, I was on Ryan Tedder from One Republic. And he's written for incredible artists in the industry. So it was very, it was very much a blessing. So that's basically uh, a brief summary of what the launch is, and definitely check it out because it is a visionary show. When you met Ryan Tedder, what was that like? It was incredible. I wasn't starstruck when I met him at all because I, I didn't feel like I was starstruck because I knew of his music and who he was. But he's an incredible person. He's a music genius, and I was ready to work. And I knew that this was a moment where you have to put in the work and you have to be prepared for a moment like this. So it was, it was a life-changing moment to perform in front of them. And what would you say are some of the things that stick out about Ryan Tedder that people might not know about? Because we all know he's an amazing songwriter, but like, what do you think makes mm-hmm. him so special? He's actually quite funny. Oh, yeah. He's, okay. got a, a great, he's got a great sense of humor. And when you're in the studio, he can be very serious and get the work done. But then every once in a while, he'll throw in a little funny joke and it'll definitely lighten up the room. So that might be something that people might not know. And he is a bit of a perfectionist. So he knows what he wants for the song and he's very um, focused on the vision for the song. So when I was in the studio, I can do... He was actually happy with my first take that I did. And 
he definitely wanted me to do it a few more times to see to, if we could get the essence of the song because he knows exactly what the song has. And you can actually capture the complete essence of the song in one lyric if you just sing it that right way. When it comes to the song, Better, did you know right away that it was something special? And did you did you have an inkling that, because uh, like you said earlier, you kind of had a feeling that it could be you on the show the, the following season, which it did. And did you have a feeling that you were going to get launched? The moment I heard the song, I connected with it immediately. It's definitely the genre that I want to put out as an artist. And when I heard it, something inside my spirit leaped again like that first moment. And I definitely, in my spirit, knew that I had to fight for this song and work my hardest that I can. When you got to perform it in front of everybody in the audience and all that kind of stuff, uh, how were your nerves? Like, you seem like a very confident person, even though you're, again, you're under the age of 20. But did you just sort of feel like you got this? I wasn't nervous. I love performing and it's a passion of mine. So I was more excited to get out there and show the audience my version of the song. So I wasn't nervous, but I was very happy to be there. And I was feeding off the audience and the energy in the room was incredible. So that even fueled my performance even more. After your episode aired and you were launched across Canada, was it a whirlwind of crazy for you? Like, have you been able to enjoy the ride so far? Absolutely. It was crazy. I had to shut off my Instagram notifications and my social notifications because it kept buzzing and dinging. So it was crazy how many DMs I got. It was probably over a thousand and I'm not kidding. It was a lot. So there's been an incredible experience and um, what's the word? A lot of people, the feedback that I've been getting off of better and my artistry, it's the support has been incredible. I'm so happy and blessed that I was launched and it's an amazing experience and I'm definitely ready for what's coming next. Now, I know that you spent uh, some time obviously in Toronto for the show. Will you be traveling to other cities across Canada in support of the song? Like, will you be visiting radio stations and so on and maybe doing some dates? Yes, I would definitely hope so. I love to travel and I would love to go on a tour and perform better for the fans that are in different countries or different cities. So definitely I want to go to different provinces and perform. And yeah, it's a big part of my artistry. So performing, it's definitely on the list. Has it been difficult for you to uh, balance your music career with your education? Because I know you're still trying to wrap that up. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been too difficult. I've ac- I am actually, I'm ahead in my school and I do my school at home online. And it's very structured with teachers and everything, but I've actually completed music 10, 11, and 12, and also I've completed a lot of my courses for this year. And next year, I will probably only have one course, so then I will be completely finished school. Wow, that's amazing. And do you think you'll put um, higher education on hold for a while so that you can go after the music thing full pin? Well, I'm always like looking forward to education, of course, and what you're saying for college and university. I'm definitely going to focus on my career, but maybe production school is always an option as well because I love to produce as well. When you're on the show, because like we talked about, uh, the um, the show is competitive, but it's not like in a way where I think you obviously want to wish badly upon your fellow competitors. And, and obviously there's six of you mm-hmm. that were eventually launched from this season two of the show. Are you tight with all of them? The contestants on my episode, I have text and DM them a few times and we have we did get along well on the show, but we did not get to talk a lot. There's this thing called hard eyes behind the scenes and you actually can't talk to each other. But after the show, we did exchange our DMs a bit and we have talked. So I'm very um, connected with the six 
uh, launched artists. We get along really well. We're like a family. We're a little launch family. And we're also supportive and encouraging of each other's music. And it's definitely incredible to be a part of these other five unique, incredible artists. So, yes, we are very close. And I, the first time I got to meet all of us in the room was just last week. And the energy in the room was, it was like almost like a family reunion. Something just really clicked with all of us. I wanted to ask you this because your song with Ryan Tedder is amazing, as we talked about. And last year's <laughs> launched artist that had Ryan, um, Elijah Woods and Jamie Fine, their career mm-hmm. has essentially exploded. Like, they are doing extremely mm-hmm. well. They're currently opening for Mariana's Trench on their tour. And mm-hmm. so are you aiming to kind of follow in their footsteps? Because I don't know, and, and, and this is just because I haven't had a chance to follow all the other artists from last season on the launch, but I'm not sure... Um, like, I, you know, it's just wonderful that Eli and, and Jamie have had the success and, and are now, like, really, mm-hmm. I think, ingrained themselves in, in Canadian in Canadian fans' hearts, you know? Mm-hmm. I would love to follow their footsteps and what they are doing because I am very happy for them, and they are incredible artists. I've met them a few times, and they're so down-to-earth, and they're so genuine, and they're really funny. <laughs> and I would love to follow their, in their footsteps because... You, like you said, they did really skyrocket. And Ain't Easy is an incredible song, and it's playing everywhere. And I would definitely love to tour and play shows. And I would love to even open for like a really cool band like Manarius Trench. So definitely, it's something that I would love to do. Well, I wish you all the best of luck. I'm super proud of you. I think it's amazing. And again, the song is fantastic. And if you're telling us that you're going to release more songs in that vein, I think you're only going to keep going uh, mm-hmm. up from here because th- that your voice fit exactly well with the instrumentation and just the essence of the song. So I think mm-hmm. I think you've got something. Thank you so much. And definitely, I wrote actually a new song a couple days ago, and it's definitely along the same lines of better. So keep an eye out for that one. Cannot wait. So make sure you follow uh, recording artist Cassiopeia. Again, she's on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram and Facebook, at my name is Cassiopeia. And on Twitter, it's at, at Cassiopeia. Lady, thank you so much for this. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was wonderful to speak with you. The Kelly Alexander Show, bringing you fresh sounds like this. And I'm hoping that I make it with you. For a look at some new music this week. Up first, Fitz and the Tantrums are an indie pop neo soul band from Los Angeles that formed in 2008. So far, they've released three albums and they've just dropped the first single called One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six off their upcoming fourth album. The song, as you can hear, has a carefree vibe, but lead singer Fitz says that the song was actually emotional for him personally when he wrote it. He was trying to lift himself out of a funk where he had been doubting his talent and fighting off insecurities. Fitz and the Tantrums are heading out on tour this spring and summer. Lauv and Troy Savan are both solo male pop singers who've had incredible success over the last while, and they recently came together to write a new track called I'm So Tired which is essentially about the fact that they are tired of writing love songs and hearing love songs and just want to get over some of their past relationships. The track already has over 150 million streams and is turning out to be quite the collaboration for these two. They've already performed the new song on Jimmy Kimmel. Wow. 
In 2005, Canadian artist Susie McNeil was introduced to the world as the last woman standing on CBS's reality series Rockstar in Excess and touted as the best vocalist in the competition. Since then, she's been featured singing duets on platinum-selling albums, has sang backup vocals for Pink, performed at the 2010 Winter Olympics closing ceremonies, and was a featured judge and mentor for four seasons of YTV's show The Next Star. Susie is now back with her first solo release in five years, and she's off to a great start. As you can hear, this song is fantastic. It's called Wherever We Go. And congratulations to Susie, by the way. She's going to be joining Aerosmith on their 35-date Las Vegas residency as a backup vocalist. Their show runs from April to November. New music on The Kelly Alexander Show. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the show. And don't forget that you can subscribe to our program on major podcast platforms like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Google Play. We're looking forward to chatting with our next guest. Andrew Allen is a solo pop male recording artist who has recently dropped a new single called Just Wanna Dance with his new group called Via Barcelona. And we cannot wait to catch up with him. Andrew, welcome back to The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, hey. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to have you back. Now, the last time... I had you on the show was three years ago, and it was the same day that Prince died. Oh my goodness, that's right. It was crazy. That was a a pretty intensely heavy day. Yeah, because not expecting that at all, and so things were a bit nuts. Uh, I'm obviously happy to to have you on the show now when no one has died that we know of (laughs) as of this recording, so that's good. That's right. My goodness. And so at the time, we had a great time when we were in studio together having a a chit-chat, and uh, you were promoting your your song at the time. And so my big question is, how did you end up in this group now, this Via Barcelona? So it's interesting. As a songwriter, I feel like I have, like, sort of different different capacities to create. And I kind of went down a road for a little bit where I was writing sort of more folk-inspired music. And then I came to a point where I was like, I really want to do something that's super fun, something that, like, I could go out and play on big stages at festivals and just have the best time ever with people. And so I connected with these two other people, um, Taylor McKnight and Liv Roberts, and we formed this group via Barcelona out of sort of a common desire to create something that's really, really fun. And so it's been very much inspired by um, world music and festival pop music. And do we sort of infuse that old school sound of, even Graceland, I suppose, by Paul Simon. And we kind of merge it into like the 2019 sounds when we put it sonically together on an album. And that's kind of where it all came from. And now we're, um, you know, we're just promoting this brand new single that we just released. And we're like beyond excited about it. So first of all, you have to tell me how you and Taylor and Liv came together, because if I've understood things correctly, well, I already know this about you. You are a West Coast boy, British Columbia, and LA. I think you've done time there, too. And they are completely from the opposite side of the country, Nova Scotia. (laughs) So Taylor is from Vernon, originally. Well, technically, he was born in Australia, which is crazy, but we can talk about that later. Um, But he and I met in Vernon years ago, and last summer, him and I toured my solo project stuff as a duo. Just I I do a bunch of... um, you know, wineries and sort of intimate shows, especially out West. And so he came with me on all those and we were chatting about this new project idea and bouncing song ideas back and forth to each other. And I said, we need that other person. Like one other person needs to be in this group and they've got to be awesome. They've got to be fun. And they've got to like, as a musician, you spend maybe 45 minutes on stage and you spend like 23 hours together in vehicles a day. (laughs) So it's like, it needs to be a great person as well as a great musician. And he's like, I know the perfect person. And this girl, Liv, he's been friends with her for a couple of years and they play in like a, a fun band back in Nova Scotia. 
And so he sort of pitched her the idea and she was like, I love this. And the two of them flew out for a couple of concerts that we had out West. And that was the first time I'd ever met her in person. We had been like working together over Skype and working out parts. And um, I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And she flew out and she's absolutely perfect. She's great. Like we have the best time together and um, she's a great musician. And we just have a lot of fun, like performing the stuff on stage together. And um, yeah, so it's like the very, very beginning, but I can tell that we all get along really, really well. And, um, and it's a lot, yeah, it's just tons of fun. And talk to us about how the name of the group came up, because this is very different. It's a little different, yeah. Um, we wanted to create almost a place, like an imaginary place where you could go that was just like always fun, always upbeat, always positive. And we thought like via sort of like to go and Barcelona is a, is a legit place. And it seems like it would be pretty fun there and they would have street festivals. But obviously we didn't want to be that because we're not from there. And so we thought Barcelona is just sort of this imaginary, like immediate thing that hits your head that goes, oh, that sounds like there's probably a street party to be had. Yeah. And that's what we wanted people <laughs> to feel when we play the music. That's awesome. And uh, I have heard uh, the first single, Just Want to Dance, and I actually saw the performance because you sent me the link for that that you did, I guess, a little while ago um, on uh, on a morning show out west. And so you seem like the three of you are, obviously right. are having like the best time. How would you describe like the sound of the band? Like you said world music, but but what parts would you would you want us to sort of like zone in on? Or are you just still sort of ex- experimenting? No, you know, it's. I think um, it's funny because it's only really in the Western world that we have the vocals as like the main part, which I, I totally am cool with. But in so many other parts of the world, it's so led by drums. And so our music is definitely influenced by a lot of percussive elements and sort of counter rhythms and stuff that I don't, there's something about it when I start to like build this stuff with the band, we can't help but move. And so I think that's where the world music aspect comes into it, where it's like a bunch of different type of percussion instruments um, and then using our voices in like stacked on stacked on stacked harmonies where you're, you know, throwing in sort of African inspired vocal melodies and vocal hooks underneath like a pop melody that sits on top. And so, you know, people have kind of touched on it over the years and I I just, we're just so excited to kind of dive right down that rabbit hole and then build it out with a bunch of sort of electronic synths that exist today. So it's a, a real merging of all these different um, sort of musical identities. Joining us on The Kelly Alexander Show is Andrew Allen of the group Via Barcelona. You can follow them on their social media at Via Barcelona. And I'm told via Andrew that Instagram is the jam. So make sure you find them on that. Uh, <laughs> Amen. <laughs> exactly. So uh, as mentioned before, the first single, Just Want to Dance, did the song come together easily? And was it an easy choice to make that the lead off? Yeah, um, it came together pretty easy. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty quick write. And then... When we went into the studio with Ryan Worsley out in Vancouver, um, we produced up the version and then we kind of remixed even that version just until we got it. So the the writing came along pretty quickly, but to produce it to make sure that we were getting the the sounds we really wanted, that took a little bit longer. And then to decide it as the lead-off single, for us, it kind of felt like it was the most, um, it was sort of like the most palatable, if that makes sense. Like it's the easiest to just go, oh, okay, I get it. Um, because we probably have another 25 tracks or so that are ready to go. And a few of them are sort of a little more, um, a little meatier, but you have to, I think then you have to like understand, oh, this is what they're doing. I get it. And then it totally makes sense. But if you heard it right out of the gate, you might be like, what is going on? And so, uh, we, we, we have those things put together. We're just kind of waiting where, you know, obviously you roll out one at a time and 
kind of see how it how it gets digested and then we'll go from there would you say that you guys have specific influences like on the album that you're working on for this like were like were you guys listening to like maybe specific songs or groups or whatever that was like oh not to copy them by any means but just like super inspired by them yeah um i mean definitely like you know paul simon we're you know big fans of have been for years and and kind of love that he took a lot of risks back in the day and the interesting thing that i would think is that coming from sort of my world as a singer-songwriter folk kind of artist um the whole simon and garfunkel thing where the lyrics really matter and the melodies really matter it was easy to translate it to that other side as well and you're right not to copy but be influenced by these sort of wordier melodies where there's these um yeah just words that that matter and so i think yeah that would probably be one of the influences um I know that Liv and Taylor like love listening to the band 1975. You're kind of getting an indie rock pop influence from that angle. And, and then some of the stuff that we listen to just in general is, you know, pop radio, but then also like, you know, the classics from John Mayer and um, Bob Marley and you kind of anything. We just love everything. And so I think this is a good fusion of all those things. When it comes to the actual lyric writing, is it you that's doing all of it or all three of you contributing? Um, so far it's been mostly me. Um, just because, uh, yeah, I think it just it's just kind of the way it's kind of happened. Um, but as we move forward into the future, like Taylor and I have, have really honed in on some of the songs and then Liv being so new to the group, um, we just haven't had sort of the actual time to, to get that together. But we're together a bunch over the next few months when we're doing some radio promo. And um, I have no doubt that we're going to be diving into the lyrics more together as a group. Now, big question, and I often ask this of a group when they're fully already in one spot. Like, if they're from Nova Scotia, I'm like, well, are you guys going to move to Toronto? Or are you heading to New York or whatever? But I'm asking you guys, are you mm-hmm. actually going to end up in the same city at some point, like, full-time? Like, will they move west or will you move east? And I know you have a kid, so. That's right. Um, I think the goal is right now, like, Taylor and Liv, the reason that they met in Nova Scotia is because they both went to Acadia University in Wolfville. And so I know that Taylor still has another year, I think, of school. Um uh, of course, unless something crazy happens with Via Barcelona. But the goal right now is that they're both flying out west in April, and then we'll be touring throughout the summer and right into the early fall, and the album should be done by the fall. So the goal is, I think, probably to, to remain a little more west coast, just because okay. it's, yeah, you're right, I have my family back there, and um, I don't really want to move them all over the country when we've got a tour anyway, so we might as well go back to one location. That is true. Now, when it comes to the group uh, itself, do you have an inkling as to where you want to head with it over this year or the next year? Like, have you guys set out maybe uh, some roadmaps or some specific goals? Yeah, well, we have, you know, like a bunch of this stuff is already recorded. So we don't have to look at like, you know, how much are we going to be recording and stuff. Um, I know as far as like a rollout plan goes, we have a really fun cover of a song that I'm super excited to get out. As albums go, a lot of bands are not doing albums these days. It's just singles. But we kind of feel like we want to set that as a goal because I think, that people would appreciate the full collection of works that we put together that round out the whole sound. And so we're aiming to release that in fall. Um, we're hoping that Just Want to Dance does something at radio, and then it, it gives us more opportunities to perform to larger audiences across the country. And then, to be honest, we're kind of like, one of the things that we have as our goal is to travel overseas and bring this stuff sort of outside of our country and then be able to come back to our country and continue to to tour it but that's the beauty of music is that a lot of the time it'll take you to places that you never imagined and i think that's one of the the key ingredients to our group is that we love travel we love 
experiencing more around the world and we want to share what we've created with as many people as we can. So we're kind of open to whatever opportunities fall into our laps and the ones that we create for ourselves. Off the top, I mentioned that I first met you because you were a solo act. Is that on the back burner for now or are you trying to balance both careers? I'm trying to balance them, I think. Um, I just, I'm about to, uh, about to release an, another song under my solo artist career, but it's not going to radio. I'm just releasing it online, Spotify and iTunes. Um, and I have a really, really beautiful, devoted following of people that listen to that music. Um, and the nice thing is that, that Via Barcelona is so genre specific, like it's so its own thing that my own stuff just doesn't fit in that. And so it's like, they're separated enough that I feel like as it stands, I can do both. And I already have a bunch of shows lined up for me as a solo artist coming up into the spring and summer. So it'll be a bit, it'll be a bit of juggling, but it's, um, yeah, I think it's just to be able to kind of have both roads going at the same time. There's always, you know, downtimes in the solo stuff when I can really pursue via Barcelona. And then there will be times, especially when we're on different sides of the country that it's like, okay, cool. I can really focus on my solo stuff right now and, and be able to get what I'm going through out into a song and be able to share that with people. I do want to touch upon the part that you are daddy. When I first met you, I don't think your daughter yeah. was a year yet. And so... I don't think she was. No, I don't think so. She's such a cutie. I've seen the pictures because we follow each other on, on social media. But um, I just wanted to ask, yeah. like, in the three years since, since I've had you on the show, how has it influenced you as an artist being a dad? You know what? The biggest thing that it's influenced is my work ethic, I think. It's um, when I go to do writing sessions or um, if I'm going to record a song or if I have to go tour, it like I recognize the importance of that in my own life as far as like I need to tour and I need to play songs and I need to write songs. But instead of just kind of being like, okay, we'll just write whatever comes up or like, Oh, we'll just have like fun or I'm going on tour and I'm just going to kind of like we play the show. So now tomorrow I can just do nothing. I'm so much more focused on this is the time that I have to be away from my daughter. And so if I'm going to be away from her, then I'm going to make every minute count in my business side of things. So when I come home, then that spare time that I would have had out on the road is now being used to spend with my daughter. And so I think it's, that's, that's kind of the biggest change for me is that it's like, she is so important to me. And I know everybody says that when they, Oh yeah, you never experienced love like that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm sure that's probably true. But then when I met her, I was like, Oh crap. They're right. (laughs) I've never loved somebody more than this in my life. She's just everything to me. And so I still love touring. I still love being out on the road. But like I said, if I'm going to do it, it's gotta be, very, very important work that I'm doing. And I've got to feel very confident about the music and put all my time and energy into it because I want to make sure that I'm the best version of myself I can be when I get back to her. Because you are not only artist, you are a businessman as well. Um, and, you know, you've been in the scene a while now. You're also a songwriter. You've written for other artists. What advice would yeah. you want to give out to, like, a young up-and-coming artist who wants to do what you're doing? Because obviously it's not as glamorous as maybe people once thought it was. Right. Um, it is a lot of work. And I think the biggest piece of advice I could give is like, I remember reading a quote one time that like a good idea has very few childhood friends. And it's true. Like if you come up with a good idea and you're like writing songs and stuff like that, don't rely on everybody else to tell you it's good. Like you have to want it so bad that you're like really willing to give everything for it. And right now there's been sort of this like trend as I've been touring and stuff like that where people are like, how do I get famous? And how do I'm like, that shouldn't be the goal. Like the goal should be to really hone in on your craft and create something that matters to you. And hopefully it works for you. But if you create that, then it doesn't really matter what happens out of that because you've created something that you're passionate about and that you feel proud of. And honestly, the songs that I write that are like 
the the ones that are the most about me and my heart and what I'm going through are the ones that people connect with the most anyways. So I think if you're, yeah, if you're really like, you want to get out there and you want to do this music career thing, um, then really hone in on, on what it is that you want to share and what you want to create and focus on that. And as soon as you become a moving train, more people will want to get on board. And if you're not, if you're just like, oh, I'm just looking for somebody to manage me and somebody to do this, somebody to do that. It's like, that is not going to happen. And then they're going to also influence what it is that you're creating instead of you creating it from an honest, solid place. And then people getting on board and going, wow, we like what this person's done and we want to be part of it. Andrew, that's amazing. I really appreciate that. I think anyone that's listening to the show will really take away from that. So thank you for that. And I, I have to ask you last question before I let you go, because I really respect you as a musician and, and as an artist. Who, who are you listening to these days? Who's who's turning your crank when you uh, you turn on the car or whatever or have the MP3 player? I don't think anybody uses those anymore, but if you did. <laughs> um, you know, I the new Julia Michaels record is... Like, I feel like that's like one of those kind of game changers where it's like she's she's shifted the world of pop music where it's like, I'm going to say some really real stuff and I'm going to say it like I would say it, not just try to sing it and come up with the perfect melody. So I'm I'm really kind of I've really been stoked on that. And then um, and then some of my some of my other like sort of less radio stuff would be like Donovan Woods. I just think that guy's like a monster and I, I'm going to go see him here in concert pretty soon and I'm really excited but just as a writer he's really influential and I just love what he's just love what he's you know putting out there in the world Andrew I love you a big hug thank you so much for doing this we always appreciate having you on the show thank you Kelly that is Andrew Allen again of Via Barcelona make sure you follow them at Via Barcelona and check out their brand new single Just Wanna Dance well, thank you so much for hanging out with us on the program this week. We always appreciate it. And a huge shout out to our guests, Cassiopeia and Andrew Allen of Via Barcelona. My thanks, of course, going out to our super producer, Adam Brisson, for pushing all the right buttons. And don't forget that you can grab us on all of our social media by hitting up our website, kellyalexandershow.com. Have an amazing week. You and I will chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.